Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm excited to bring you interviews with empowered entrepreneurs who build their businesses on gratitude, self-love, and kindness. On this episode, please welcome Laura Milne and Betsy Milne of Luscious Hustle. Hey everyone, Julie Boyer again. Super excited to be talking about self-love and this journey that I'm on to try and figure out what it all means and how it can really affect our lives in so many different ways. Very excited for two really special guests today. So I've got Laura Milne and Betsy Milne who are not related but have the same last name and they met on Instagram, which is like the coolest part of the beginning of their story. But Here's the thing, they have such an incredible story. Um, I actually connected with them many years ago. I was actually one of the early guests on their podcast, which is the Luscious Hustle podcast. Uh, Their business is actually called Luscious Hustle, and there's a reason for that, and I'll let them explain why they have such an amazing, powerful, yet very feminine and strong name. Uh, Right now, they're working on bringing together some amazing women for their uh, luscious mastermind, which again, I just am in awe that you guys have created so much since that very first podcast we did a couple of years ago together. So welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks Thanks for having us. Sorry. (laughs) Talk in unison now. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) And it's so cute because you guys are actually physically in the same place. You do not live in the same place. So For those who, I mean, might not have heard of the Luscious Hustle podcast, which they will be listening to once we're done, I can guarantee you that, uh, because I'm fully, I'm officially obsessed now, just so you know, every time something comes up that they've published, I'm like, oh, must listen now. Uh, If you could tell us a little bit of your story about kind of how you got to where you are today, because it's a really fun place to be. And I don't mean just like you're sitting beside each other. <laughs> that is fun though. For that us. is, that is, is a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, the shortest version is like you mentioned, we met in an Instagram DM at a time where I was healthy health coaching. Laura was in network marketing. She was with a company, USANA that I had already been looking at. So like the timing was perfect. And I was like, yeah, let's get on a call. Let's just chat. And you know, it just, it really quickly became about the back end of running a business and having deeper conversations. So we would get on the phone and, you know, with an upline, you're supposed to be learning and, and doing the work. (laughs) Yeah. So I love the product, but like, I'm going this way. And Laura was like, yeah, okay, let's talk about that. We never talked about the business. We never talked about network marketing in the traditional sense. All our conversations were about brand were about personal branding and affiliate marketing, creating something bigger and different. We were doing things completely different than what everyone else was doing. That's and having really more soulful conversations um, beyond just like selling a product. Like that was, that just wasn't it for us. Yeah. Um, And and those conversations quickly made me realize that there was something missing in my life. And, you know, I had incredible girlfriends and I was in New York city having dinner one night and I wanted to talk about like building websites and, you know, talking to entrepreneurs and my friends were like, yeah, that's great. You want another glass of rosé? And I was like, oh dude, something's missing in my life right now. So we had been on the phone the day before I was driving home from New York city. I texted Laura. I was like, I have this really crazy idea. I want to start a podcast. Are you in? And she was like, yeah, sure. Okay. Do you know what? I don't, I don't know what that is, but like, how can you do it? Um, do you know how to edit a podcast? I was like, nah, we'll figure it out. And, uh, we literally just took the ball and ran with it. Like when, when we had you as a guest on our podcast, we were connecting with other like-minded entrepreneurs that were inspiring us, lighting us up. We didn't monetize our business for a year. It was just simply like 
put out really great content, show up, connect, have fun while we were doing it, which is still the, mm -hmm. one of the main pillars of our business is having fun and connecting. Yeah, yeah. And a year later, you know, enough people were asking us questions about like, how do you run a business? What does that look like? That we decided that we would take all the knowledge that we'd accumulated over a year and turn it into something which ended up being luscious hustle. And so that's really the birth story in the shortest way possible that I could tell it. <laughs> to be that, that was shorter than I thought. I'm like, there's so many cool bits to this story. And what I love too, is that you both started from a place of like passion and connection. First of all, just with each other. And you're like, we just, we love chatting about stuff that no one else is talking about. Let's just record it and share it. And wow. it's been really inspiring in my own life. You know, I'm working on something I'm, you know, eventually I am working on launching a podcast. Some of this work will be in it. Um, but I remember when you launched, it was still like people were not launching podcasts. And I was like, these girls are crazy. Like, what are they honestly, like, what are they going to do with this podcast? <laughs> yeah. It's funny. We, we started, uh, we got the idea in December. Well, Betsy got the idea and asked me in December of right before like December Christmas. 12th of 2016. And we were live on iTunes, January 4th, 2017. So like pretty much inside of two weeks. And that has honestly been our secret sauce for how we have moved so fast. Like we went from, you know, just like, Ooh, maybe let's do this little podcast thingy that nobody's doing and only having a brand and no, not monetizing to having, you know, multiple six figure business in two years. And it was just always like, get an idea. That sounds fun. Let's do it. Yeah. Like just total beginner's mindset. Um, and I'm so grateful for that because most people get stuck in, they have an idea yeah. and the fear gremlins come up. Oh no, no, no. But this couldn't work. And who else? Nobody else is doing a podcast. It's 2017. That's weird. Right? Like yeah. we just didn't even, we just were so naive, gratefully that we didn't even have the fear gremlins come up or when they did come up, we had each other yeah. to be like, no, but we're doing this. Mm -hmm. And then we just did it. Yeah. yeah. I love that so much. And I've been following your journey from the beginning where I was like, these crazy girls are doing this podcast. Where's this going to lead to seeing you guys just grow into this incredibly successful business, this beautiful connection that you create with people. You bring such amazing guests onto your podcast that really help serve your audience. And you're always about serving your audience. Um, because we're connecting really under the theme of self-love and, you know, taking care of ourselves and all that. I want to just go back to kind of the past year because I know both of you, you know, you look at these successful entrepreneurs and you're like, well, they've got it all going on like <laughs> behind the scenes. But truth is what I've learned from you guys from listening and chatting is that you've had a, a challenging, a really challenging year. So can you just tell us a little bit about how that sort of manifested in your lives and your business? And, you know, we'll get into the self-care and self-love part. Yeah, absolutely. It has, you know, it's funny because on paper, 2019 has been a challenging year, but it doesn't actually feel that way. There were no. moments where it felt like tough, but, and there were certainly plenty of moments in 2019 where I had to be strong when I really didn't feel like it. Yeah. There were plenty of days when both of us had to get out of bed and we didn't want to, but we still did it. And because we kept that mo momentum going and kept leaning into basically like opening Pandora's box of SHIT and just like discovering those fears and just keep leaning into taking care of each other really on a, on an emotional, spiritual level. 
Um, it didn't act like now it feels like such a great year. I, it's so it funny because I wouldn't, I wouldn't label it as a challenging year and yet it actually probably was. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think for me, the thing, the biggest takeaway from this year is we built, you know, we built, we did six figures last year, right? So we had like a nice little base going into yeah. this year. And what happened was very quickly, we realized that certain things had to change in order for us to continue to grow. And so like Laura left her husband this year. I spent like 60 days with a migraine. And the, and while on paper, that's like really S-H-I-T-T-Y. Um, <laughs> while it's an awful thing to look at from the outside, we actually had a purpose to get out of bed. We had, mm -hmm. we had work that really lit us up. So even in those moments where you're like, Oh my God, I, I, you know, like I can't even see the wall that's right in front of me. Oh my God, what am I doing? Like my, my body is falling apart. I still was able to show up and Laura was able to show up for her daughter because we had that purpose and that passion. And oddly enough, in those dark moments, we were still having a lot of fun. Weirdly. Always. Weirdly. We always there was laughter and there was hope and there was, there was a purpose to what was, what we were going through. And so you didn't sit in that moment of like, Oh, what was me? Oh, I'm, you know, I can't, can't launch that next course. It was like, you know what? I'm going to launch that next course because I'm this committed to the work that I'm doing. And it feels that good that I want that dopamine hit of like, I'm changing somebody's life. I'm, I'm helping somebody. And then it just makes the process that much easier. <laughs> we have a phrase now, girlfriend, one of our mastermind students coined this. So I'm going to give her credit, Jessica Painter, but she was like, I just, I was like, how was your day this morning? She's like, oh, I had a nice refreshing cry and I'm actually feeling really good now. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Like, oh, it so is. Sometimes you just need to yeah. have the moment yeah. in the shower yeah. and have that deep, cry yeah. and then you get up and you get out you can almost laugh about it and you're like I, I do actually feel lighter now and yeah. and that was honestly like I feel like that's really what got us through like a solid five months of 2019 where it was it was heavy life yeah. was heavy the responsibilities were wow. overwhelming yeah there was you know I was leaving a very toxic relationship and someone who continued to be very nasty and toxic <laughs> after I left um like on her on the level of harassment yeah like, like full-out harassment um, and she has, I mean, yeah, like there were days she like literally would get, it couldn't see out of one eye. Her migraines were so bad and, and she couldn't eat busy and blacking in chunks of time. And yeah. I mean, it was scary. And yet at the same time we could, we could talk to each other, have that deep refreshing cry yeah, and then laugh about it and be like, okay, what's next? Yeah. And well, one last, one last little caveat on this. Cause you said like you would have never known. And that's true. The, the part of the work that we do and part of why I feel like we're really good at what we do, not to pat myself on back, but I'm going to do it. And it's like we process, we process and then we teach, right. right? So like, I don't want to ever show up raw in front of our audience because I don't want to trigger somebody. I want to be able to lead them through. And I think that there is this misconception right now that authenticity means and vulnerability means you have to like air your dirty, air your dirty laundry out. And so for us, there is a great deal of integrity and we're lucky because we have each other and like our mastermind students have us that we can filter what goes out when it goes out. And it's not that we're ever trying to hide our truth. Mm -mm. I believe like our truth is here for a reason and, our, and our, our mission is to help people speak their truth. But it's also like knowing when and how to do it in a way that's going to move people forward and impact lives, okay. not harm somebody. It, it is really interesting because I do remember when I heard that podcast, I was like, wow, I didn't really know that you were going through it, but you were talking it from a place of like, here's what was going on and what we did to go through it. And we actually pivoted our business 
Yep. And what you talk about the authenticity versus the raw and the naked and the, there is a difference. Um, you know, I see it for myself, I'm shifting my business. You know, I've suffered through two traumatic miscarriages, like really tough stuff. And it'll be five years this next month that I almost lost my life from a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And it's taken me almost five years to talk about it. Yeah. yeah, because I have to be talking about it from a place where I have the like I'm grounded. I can say it without like you know losing like my emotion and composure. I get emotional, of course, but it's not it's not the same as like I'm in it and I'm telling it. And so that's that's interesting because I really love what you said because it really reminded me of how long I've struggled with sharing my story because I did never wanted to be in a place of like I'm telling my story because I want your attention. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yeah. I want you to feel bad for me. Yeah. I'm telling my story out of a place of just like you said, the processing. So that's, I loved that. Yeah. I, a year ago, I shared my story about getting raped when I was 20. And even like now, like I say it and I'm like, she could, if she leads me into the story, into the conversation, I can talk about it. But like if I lead with this, like I still have this moment of like, <gasps> like, oh my God, those words just came out of your mouth. And I think the misconception in the self care space and the online space. And even the healing space in general is that in order for us to share our story, we have to get over something that we have to reconcile the past. And the reality of it is I can't take that moment of time back in my life. It is a part of who I am. So part of my process with healing has been accepting and like surrendering and understanding I am human. This is a human experience. And if I, if I were to go and like, you know, whiteboard my life and erase that moment in my life, well, I wouldn't be the person that I am sitting here right now. And so I think as women, when we share these stories where we get backlash is when people judge us, right? Or they, or we, or they say something and they mean well, but they're like not really thinking when they say it. And, and so for, you know, for a long time, like I had people tell me that my story wasn't real, that it didn't happen to me the way that I said it happened to me. And so what I did was I built walls up and I I created this like, like hard space inside me energetically. And that story lived there and it needed to see the light in order for me to be able to integrate. Like, that's what it is. We integrate these stories. And when that moment comes and you can share that story, you're allowed to be vulnerable. You're allowed to cry. You're allowed to do all the things. It's just like, you want to be able to tell your story from this place of a scar, not a gaping wound. And for me, like the scab is there, it's going to be there. It's a part of me. It makes me stronger. But like, I, I really just, I want women to feel comfortable integrating and not just trying to get over stuff that's happened to them because it's a part of you Mm -hmm. and it's, it's an important part of you and it makes you stronger. I think actually, you know, you mentioned the word emotions and I think that women learning to understand their emotions and how to use them mm-hmm. constructively for themselves is actually a, the, one of the greatest acts of self-love a person can do because women typically, um, we feel our emotions and then we just sink into them and we kind of get stuck and stagnant. Or we numb them. Or we numb them yeah. because we're afraid of what they mean. We yeah. don't want to open that box. Right. And, you know, I, I think a big part of, of the self love self-care that we do individually and with each other is like we create a safe space of absolutely zero judgment to open up the box talk about our emotions and then understand how can we like okay why am i feeling anxiety right now why am i feeling 
I mean, overwhelm is not really an emotion, but we often identify it as an emotion, about that. right? <laughs> we did do a podcast about that, yeah. right? Like, well, your fear, anxiety, all these things. And like, why am I feeling this way? What does it mean? And learning from it and then learning to actually channel your emotions, because that's actually part of being in your divine feminine mm-hmm. um, and being able to build and work a business from the divine feminine is that you use your emotions. You don't allow your, yourself to become a hostage to your emotions, which is yeah. where most women feel a hostage to their emotions. So they numb them or they quiet them down. And then they act out of the masculine to try and get their business done. And it actually, it's, it needs to be completely the other way around. Yep. I think we're really at a stage where we're starting to see this shift and you ladies are definitely part of this movement. And what's really interesting is when I was hearing you talk about both of you going through the difficult times that you went through, you know, you leaving a toxic relationship, which I can actually see would be a challenge, but actually a good thing in the end. Right. And, you know, uh, addressing, you know, being sick with a migraine for 60 days and changing the way you eat and all these things, which ended up again at the end turns into a really good thing. What's really, what I caught out of that was that part of the self love and self care practice that you had with each other was staying connected to the work that brings you joy. And I see that actually as literally a self-love practice because you're going into a place of joy. You you want to do the work anyway, even though you can't see out of one eye, <laughs> so, which is <laughs> crazy. So that's really interesting. It's not even something that I had thought about before. Do you guys, like, what do you guys see in that? Do you, do you resonate with that? Does that make sense? I completely, yeah, yeah. It's such a, you made such a great point. And I think that's where a lot of women get stuck is they think they have a huge, all of us women who are building side hustles and turning them into businesses, we're all in the same boat. We have families, we have kids, we have jobs, we have mountains of responsibility. We feel like we have no time, no money. And you have this, this passion, this thing that you love to do and it keeps getting shelved Mm -hmm. or put aside. And then, and it becomes that like, well, one day I'll build my business and then I'll have this other kind of life I've always wanted. And you're right. It's like even carving out the smallest amounts of time for that thing that lights you up is an act of self-love. It will actually rejuvenate and refuel your energy in a way that nothing else can. Um, When we very first started the podcast, I was, I mean, I was still in a relationship then, but I was not getting any support. I was literally completely alone. Um, I did 100% of the childcare and you know, all the other things still working night shifts. So the only time that we could record podcasts was between 5am and 7am or between about 7.30 p.m. and 10 p.m. That was it. Yeah, Those were the bookends of my day. And yes, I would have been nice to sleep. It would have been nice to take a hot bath. It would have been nice to do a whole bunch of other self-care things. But in that moment, my act of self-care was to get on a podcast with Betsy and talk to a really interesting, ambitious woman who was doing something with her life. That fueled me up more than a freaking, you know, latte ever could. Yeah. Not, not dissing any of those other forms of self-care, but you know, I chose to find where self-care and self-love could exist within the brand and the business I was building. And I made space for it. Right. Yeah. Laura, I, I actually love that because one of the things that I've been doing for the past year is I've been connecting with my friend, Karen, who's, you know, a partner in USANA, but also a mentor, but you know, we just, we had a friend and those conversations we have, I actually never looked at it as part of my self-care and self-love, but it is because we, 
first of all, we talk about the emotions and process them together. And then we also talk about stuff that like all the woo woo, right? Like the woo woo is in there a lot, a lot of good woo woo, which is great, which really connects me back to my divine feminine. It changes the way that I think because she sees things differently than I do. We read different things. We pro like, and it was actually inspired a little bit with what I saw the two of you creating. So I think one of the cool messages we can share out of this interview is that part of our self-love and self-care practice can be to find a partner. Yeah. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I, I mean, it doesn't have to be a quote unquote business partner, but you do need those sounding boards, right? Cause like when your family, uh, when your family's looking at you and saying like, Oh honey, that's nice go do something else. Oh, right. Like what's a, what's, what, a what's a podcast? Like, I mean, we spent the first year with everyone around us looking at us. Like we had two heads. We were crazy. Well, you know what, Betsy, you were really good in manufacturing. Why don't you go back to manufacturing? Like, you know, like what makes you, you a health coach and go, go do this. Right. And so I think, um, we just saw Lori Harder speak this weekend and she, she said it best and I'm going to butcher the quote right in this moment, but, um, it was just like, you want to be in the room with the women around you who are going to be like, yeah, I hear you. I see you. You're not crazy. And what happens in those moments when you have people in your corner that can witness you and say, oh, you're on the right path. Then you start moving through those emotions. Again, it's self-love, it's self-care. You move through those emotions so much faster and yeah. you don't sit in fear and you don't let it harden in your body. Mm -hmm. And instead of like, you know, the integration process is like, it just goes through you Boom. and then you're able to use that, that energy exchange to, as momentum to move forward in whatever it is that you want to do. And I think, you know, we, I, I don't know what it is about like our generation, but there was a lot of competition with women for me. I don't know if it's cause I grew up outside New York city. I don't know what it was, but there was always competition. Like I was in sports. It, like if you were on a team, but I did individual sports too. So like there was a lot of competition yeah. from a very young age. And I wish that I'd just been taught from a younger age that being in community was really important for me and being able to speak my truth and have people not judge me, but just listen and be like, oh, okay, you can do that. They would have helped me move through things a lot faster in my career, in my life, being an entrepreneur, all the things. Yeah. Like, it, it's just important. It, it actually is. And, you know, this, I would love for you to share a little bit about what you created with this mastermind that you guys have. That's your, you just had one at the beginning, was the beginning of September? Was your last? We had a retreat. We had a retreat at the beginning of September. So we run a twelve-month mastermind uh, where we bring together entrepreneurs who are ready to level up their businesses, their lives, and really live their passion and make money off it. Because I mean, that's really what we want at the end of the day. Yeah, you. you this is this came up at, at our recently too. It's like you actually should be monetizing the thing that you're passionate about. Yes, you actually should. You're actually doing a disservice to the world. If you are not figuring out a way to get the thing that you are creating out there the world. and in service for other people. And that means that you put value out and you get to receive in return in the form of money. Yeah. So if you haven't monetized it, you're actually, you're actually hurting yourself and other people. It's actually, it's a, it's almost this act of self-love really. Yes. You're literally talking to me directly. Who's been uh, struggling on how to monetize the passion side of my business for a really long time. Right. <laughs> I know you're not actually speaking to me directly, but you know what? These interviews are first and foremost for me to like learn about different ways of self-love and everything. So I, this so is why I want to hear more about your mastermind. Tell me more. 
Yeah. So we run a 12 month mastermind where it's literally women getting in the room, making connections. This year we ran two retreats. We did Palm Springs and then San Diego. And next year coming up for 2020, we're doing three retreats because we really believe that those in-person connections, it's one thing we get to get on the phone with our girls coming up this year, we're going to do eight private calls with our women on top of the monthly group coaching calls, but getting in the room and having that FaceTime and being able to sink into the dream, reconnecting with your purpose and your passion, learning how to monetize it in a way that isn't just strategy. We get lots of women that come to us and they're like, I have been working with a coach for three years and I've made $30, right? (laughs) And we want to take them out of like just the straight strategy and into how can you do your work in alignment? How can you make it feel good in your body? And then how do you stand in your truth and actually receive? Because women aren't taught how to receive. And if we've learned anything, women need to have money. Women spend 80% of the money in the marketplace. We buy from a place of emotion. So we should be sold to as women and not just like these crazy, like masculine ways of selling people. You don't need a funnel. You don't need a crazy website. You don't need a membership right now if you're listening to this to monetize your dream. There's so many different ways. There's so many ways to grow a business. We grew six figures without a funnel. Yeah. We still don't have one. We still don't have (laughs) one. We've done multiple six figures this year. We still don't have a funnel. It's... That's why I love you guys because... And we don't do paid ads. We don't do Facebook ads. We don't do Instagram ads. None of it. You know, something that you said earlier when I... We were talking about like, you know making space like is your business is doing the work of your business an act of self-love and self-care and I actually think that when I think about that I I, I think of our mastermind girls like even whether we're absolutely when we're together on retreats it is this perfect harmony of the luscious and the hustle yes we are talking about business strategy we are talking about sales and you know their offerings and their pricing and who their ideal client avatar is and all of these things that you absolutely must have if you're going to monetize successfully but with like literally within that same conversation, people are sharing about life events, relationships, relationships, motherhood, pregnancies, loss, all of these things. And it's all coming out in the mix when we're together. So, you know, whether we're together at a retreat or we're jumping on a group coaching call, like that group coaching call is, you know, an hour and a half of deep self-care, self-love work that actually also produces a, a profitable business and it should be both together not one or the other women get lost in the self-care and then they don't take action or they get lost in the strategy strategy, and and it feels like shit yeah so i oh we could talk for an hour but out of respect for this project i adore you both um tell me first what i mean we know you have the podcast the mastermind what's the where is the easiest place to find you guys on Instagram, you can find us at luscious.hustle or on the web at www.luscioushustle.com. Yeah. And your podcast is available on all the podcasts. All the places. places. All the spaces. I mean, it's worth downloading like whatever, years worth of episodes. There's so much juicy goodness in all of these, I, these podcasts. Uh, it is something really magical. And the cool thing is, is... Not everyone, not everyone has to or will invest in a mastermind with you, but we can all learn from the real gift that you guys have with this podcast, which you do and you, I mean, you don't even do advertising on your podcast. No. I just realized that. I was like, yeah, no. you just do your podcast. Just us. Just us. Yeah. We, we yeah. always wanted to serve. And that was, that was really the, that was really the big 
driving factor at the mm -hmm. beginning. It was just being of service and yeah. That's right. I have to just point that out because in this day and age of having a successful podcast that you could monetize it at this point, you have the, the downloads and all that, but you've chosen not to, and you've chosen to use the podcast as part of the attraction energy that you put out to the world, which I think is, I think it's so magical and beautiful. So I'm just so really in awe of what you have created in a very short time. Um, I always like to ask this one last question and you can both share your answer. Uh, tell me what, um, what you would like to inspire our audience to do in terms of if they were to start a new habit tonight or if they were going to stop doing something or if they were going to make one little change, what would that be? Just one thing. You want to go first, Laura? Something that I would change. Uh, so something I did this year that was really fundamental to my growth and Betsy's going to laugh when I say this, um, like I burned the to-do list. Yeah. There are no more to-do lists okay. ever. And women, I, I I'm a generator. That's my human design. And you know, I'm, I'm a Leo and I'm very driven and you know, the to-do list actually became a crutch and it became this sort of weird holding space of getting me stuck. A to-do list, what, what most people don't realize is a to-do list is actually a, I have to do this list. A checklist is how I'm going to do something. So I start out by writing, what is it that I want to get done? Like, what, what do I want this week? Yeah. How do I want to feel? And then what are the steps that I need to take to how I'm going to get to feel that way? Nice. That was game changing. It's a big shift. So we shift yeah. away from a to-do and into a checklist of things that we want to do to get us to where we want to go. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. And for me, uh, I think the biggest thing for me this year has been managing my energy, <laughs> um, really stepping in and understanding, like if I need to take a nap, I need to take a nap. Okay. And if I, if I'm feeling really blocked or something, it's not, I mean, yes, going for a walk is great and doing, but it's, it's really having my own sort of toolkit. So for me, it's, Adaptogen coffee from Four Sigmatic that can shift my energy. Listening to sound baths, like to really just like you know throw the headphones on. Allo Moves has a really great app that they have. Our friend Susie, she does a bunch of sound baths on there. It's really you know, and those are the things. It's like when I feel something in my body, I don't just ignore it anymore. Ah. I really lean into it, and I'm like, okay, is your stress level high? Are you tired? Are you scared? Are you anxious? Like, what is the feeling? And then having those little tools along the way and just being like, it's okay to take five minutes and listen to a sound bath. If that's going to calm me down, that's okay. And I think just feel your body right. and not say, be afraid of feeling your body. That's how we manage our energy is actually by feeling into our body instead of trying to think it out of our heads. Yeah. Sometimes we'll be on coaching Logic calls. We'll be like, go this way, do this, do this. No. Yeah. We, we will be on coaching okay. calls with people and the, we'll be talking about something and be like, does your stomach hurt right now? Mm -hmm. do, you, do you have a constriction in your throat? And they're like, yes. How did you know? I thought I was just getting a cold. You're not getting a cold, right? It's your body is manifesting, manifesting yeah. something. And to listen to that instead of getting stuck up here in your head. Yeah. You know, what's crazy. I just have to share this story because it's literally about how my body manifested symptoms. So when I did my first workshop for healing miscarriage through gratitude, which was like so uncomfortable to lean into that work. I actually felt like I had morning sickness mm -hmm. for yeah. a week. And then uh, Karen and I worked together. She does this work called body code, which is energy work and shifts. Mm -hmm. And it disappeared the next day. But I literally felt morning sickness from birthing a new idea. 
Yeah. yeah. So I love um, that your tip, Betsy, was to really actually listen to your body and then do what your body needs as opposed to just ignoring it and pushing through. So yeah. Simple, easy things that we can start today that we can adapt. And remember, when you're listening to this series, you're going to hear so many different suggestions and you have to find the one that works for you. So don't feel like you have to do what everyone says, but something's going to resonate and you're going to be like, that one made really a great, great deal of sense for me. So oh, Betsy, Laura, thank you so, so much for this wonderful time together to be on the other side and asking you the questions. It's, it's been such a joy. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, you are so, so much for having us. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Wake Up With Gratitude. See you next time where I interview other entrepreneurs who are building their business on gratitude, kindness, and self-love. I appreciate you and the time you took to listen today. Thank you so much for liking, downloading, and sharing this podcast.